Welcome to the Appalachian Runner Podcast. My name is Caleb Bowen, and I'm really excited to have uh, Brandon Perry on the podcast today. If you don't know Brandon, well, he is uh, definitely one of the most uh, just fun-loving and exciting and, uh, you know, one of the most hardest-working guys you'll ever meet. And it's just a, really been a blast becoming, you know, getting to know him over the past couple of years. You know, definitely been blessed to finally get to know him. You know, once I started uh, ultra running, I saw this guy at several races. And then, to be honest, I was actually thinking back, when did we first meet? Like, when did we first, like, actually start talking to each other? Good question. Um, I think I, at Highlands, I want to say Highlands, mm, three or four years ago was the first time I remember I think I saw you in the, like, before we got together for the big meeting or whatever, I think I saw you, because I, I, I was looking back to when we actually first had our conversation and everything. And I'm usually pretty good about when we first started talking. So I remember asking you, how did you feel about everything? Our first time at Highlands, not our first time, but our fr- at, at Highlands or whatever like that. But I do not remember when our first, like, actual long conversation, how we started, like, actual connecting after that so that's a good question i was trying to think and i think the person i remember actually seeing you was on the bus to highlands okay well so so that makes sense so if i can't remember our first conversation or anything like that which is really sad but you know it it just means that we've had so many conversations well i was about to say like because i think if we could remember all of our conversations that means we haven't really had that many conversations you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah But you know what? Like you've run over thirty-three ultra races or trail races. That's not including your road marathon and stuff like that. So you've been about around the block a few times, uh, you know, on the race world. So uh, we're going to talk a whole lot about that. We're going to talk a lot about you know your upbringing and you know how you got started and everything. But you know, just uh, you know, welcome to the podcast. Hey, and I'm, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been, uh, I've been, I'm so happy that you're doing the podcast because me and you have talked about this for a while. Like, well, I mean, not just me, but just you doing the podcast once you told me what you were doing. And I was like, it's good to have somebody, not just from West Virginia, but somebody like you from what, like, because obviously you're super accomplished and everything like that too. And so you're a runner, you're a trail runner. And so when you, and it's not a lot of people that maybe I could be wrong, but it's not a lot of, West Virginia representation in the podcast world. So this is kind of like it's good to have West Virginia represented in that lane as well. So that's what I like. Yeah. And there's just so many cool stories like from West Virginians. And, uh, you know, and, oh, every state has cool stories. But every like- state has cool, but, you know, we're partial to West Virginia, you know. Yeah. And so it's, you know, the regional thing, but, you know, I think West Virginia get, kind of gets overlooked a little bit. And so it's just kind of like this is good. This is what I like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like every single race has a cool story behind it every runner that runs a race has a unique experience when they go and do that race so you know we're just trying to shine some light on a darker you know place in the podcast world i guess you know? yeah we have good runners i mean we have i mean that's what i mean and i know you see i mean you're in that world more than i have but even in my just looking at not just from the crowd i'm just strictly from a trail running ultra aspect i think we have some we have everything from podium people we have everything from people that's been doing it for a while i think we have a good representation of trail running in west virginia yeah so and like you know we want to showcase uh you know athletes to do a lot of races and you're definitely one of them 
And but you're like this personality that everybody knows. Like if you have run a race in West Virginia or in the surrounding states, you know Brandon Perry. Or you know of Brandon Perry. So I want to give them like an inside look on actually who you are. Because they may think they know you, but I know that they don't really know you until you've run, you know, several 25-mile <laughs> runs at Kanawha State Forest together. And you, you get to know each other really well. like, <laughs> For sure. You get to know the, the looks. And remember, you get quiet. You're like, you yep. know that Brandon's not very happy at that time. Exactly. So you're down a huge downhill and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you those are the things that you finally get to know when you know someone. For sure. And, and I, I've always had a thing that's kind of like, you never see someone in like, for me, my vulnerability is like, all right, well, when I get tired or when I get in the mood, it's kind of like, all right, like it's, it's, it's still me, but this is another side of me. <laughs> yeah. and, and you have experienced that several times and everything. And so, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's always fun going because, you know, just like during the race, you go through certain lows and highs and everything like that. And this is kind of like you do that during training runs too. And so, yeah, for oh, sure. Definitely. So let's just start at the very beginning. You know, how did you get started in running, uh, you know, maybe marathons and ultra stuff? Yeah. How'd that all come about? Well, okay, so let's uh, rewind to, I want to say 2009, 2010. Um, I was, growing up, I wasn't active. I mean, I was active, but I wasn't, like, active like that. I played basketball. I played, uh, it was mostly basketball, but not, that's only really organized sport. And I only did that because of my that my friends did it and everything like that. And so growing up in school and everything, that's, that was my background. Never played any sports and I played basketball in high school, but it wasn't, I went to a small private school. So it wasn't like, you know, competitive, super competitive and everything like that. And so never played any sports in high school. And so I was of a certain, I mean, do you, you really want me to, want me to take you all the way back to how we really, okay. let's go all the way back, man. Let's do it, man. Okay. All right. Well, um, most of, some people know the story. I was overweight and um and overweight I was about when I weighed myself, I was anywhere from three twenty to three thirty-eight, uh three and thirty-eight pounds. Um this was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Always joke with myself that I w- I was eating like a offensive lineman, but I didn't play football. And um so at the time, I was working at the Charleston YMCA, and obviously, it's one of the biggest gym. Like this, it was a biggest activity center, biggest gyms, and especially Charleston and West Virginia. And I never utilized the gym, the membership. Like you work there, you get a free membership. Never utilized it. And well, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, get on, go and get on the elliptical for thirty minutes. Then I would lift weights for thirty minutes, and then never got on the treadmill. Never ran outside, never got on the treadmill. Um, so at the time, it's uh, the Susan G 5K mm-hmm. um, was came to Charleston every May. I want to say it's May they came to Charleston. And then so I said, okay, this is when I was, I wasn't running, but I was getting cardio in. And this was, I was starting to lose a little bit of the weight. So I told my dad, I said, hey, I said, one of the main goals, like my, instead of goal we're going to go do the susan g 5k and my main goal is to do it without stopping that was my first my first major running goal was to do the susan gk5 without stopping and at the time 
you know, we look back on what I do now, you know, but at the time that was everything. And I was like, just to do it without stop, because running was such an intimidating, going, getting on the treadmill was intimidating. It was just, uh, just never realized just to move for that long. And at the time for me, finishing my first 5K, I think it was 36 or 37 minutes, which, you know, looking back now, you're kind of like, huh, but it's at the time it was everything. And I did it without stopping. And I look at all the stuff that I've done since then. And it's not more, I have not experienced more of a high because at the time I'm still right around 300 pounds at the time, but I finished the 5k, finished it and everything didn't stop the entire time and everything. So, and it was, I wasn't in the mode of, Hey, let's go look at age group. Let's go look at placing. I was like, Hey, I did this. This is three point. And who I got, I got, I got to take a week off. Cause I just ran 5k, you know? <laughs> and then, so, and so that's how we got started and everything. And so that's when not on the trails yet, we're still on the road everything i haven't didn't discover trail running at all yet and so i I became a 5k guy for like the next several months just trying to just you know because i discovered oh there's more than one fight there's several 5ks and so that's that's how we got started so that uh susan g common race what was the feeling like like whenever you finished it without stopping oh man i remember because you know i call my dad my biggest fan because it was like all my road races my mom my dad and then I know my dad, especially like if it's he's been there for all my finishes, like he'll show up just to even see me start and finish. That's just like that's just who it is. Like that's just who my dad, like my big, biggest fan is him and everything. And even still today and the fact that I got it done, it was kind of it was and I ran outside and it was off of a it wasn't on a machine. I did it all myself. I remember speaking of I'm going through my head. The week before, I had went out to Coonskin, and I did a practice 5K, and I remember I had to stop two or three times, and I said, okay, well, it's going to get difficult here, and I didn't realize at the time, I was like, it, you know, I did it on a, a hilly course at Coonskin, and I didn't realize at the time what I was doing compared to Susan G. I knew it was going to be flat and everything, but... I guess at the time I was doing some of my, I was starting to get outside more and I knew Coonskin, it was it, what I wanted to run where it wasn't a lot of people running on the road. I didn't want people to see me, you know what I'm saying? Running and struggling and everything because I was like, I know what I sound like when I'm breathing heavy and everything. And it's not pretty. And I don't want people to see that. I know what my face looks like and my body language looks like. And so it was, a, it was one of the best feelings in the world. It was uh door open everything kind of opened for me after that and everything it was new level of co- I've never lacked in confidence as a person but I I was out of my I was out of my level out of my comfort zone I was with people who do like this is what people do I was like I'm not this yet like okay 5k's let's start getting better at five and then I started working on my 5k times after that I said all right 36 37 minutes all right obviously it hurts but I was like okay but I knew I could do it better. I finished, I was accomplished, but I knew I could do it a lot better mm-hmm. than, you know, the original goal and everything. Yeah, and the beauty of it, too, is you did it out in front of everybody. Like, yeah. During this race, and there's a lot of people at the There, This way, at the time, and it, 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 it's, it's kind of it stinks now because it kind of went away for certain reasons. And But at the time, this was... I'm not the largest 5K in West Virginia, but for Charleston, one of the largest ones in Charleston, a ton of people, walkers, runners. So you, you got the good thing and bad thing. You got to be around everybody. 
But the bad thing is also you get to be around everybody at the same time. So it's just kind of like everybody got to see you. And so it's kind of like, all right, Brandon, I, I kept, you know, I'm telling myself like, all right, you say, you know, you want to be out here. So this is it. This, you know, this, this, I'm, this is the show. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exposed. So like you could have that goal of, you know, completing a 5K without walking. But you're now you're, that's, you're accountable for it because there's people out there, like your dad might have been out there. He's like, hey, you walked, I saw you. But you obviously you didn't do that. You were able to crush it and continue it on and you know, finish without stopping. And, so that and, better, I think. and what I didn't realize, and like I still, and it's still the same mindset. It was like even the week of when I was getting, like, you know, you're going through the doubt in your head the week of the race and everything. And Caleb, I still had this mindset today. It's like, well, I paid the money. So what choices do we have paid this money so it's like i'm getting my money's worth for this race and everything and it's funny that just the different motivations but it's like i still to today i was like well paid the money so let's let's do it so you know and like when i'm talking to people about signing up for you know for races or they're thinking about it, i said go well i said if you're thinking about it go ahead and sign up for it that's when you know you're serious when you put some money down for it and everything like that so yeah yeah <laughs> yep so let's go into like whenever you we're, I'm assuming you're just building and building and building. You know, you're For sure. Faster and faster 5Ks. When yeah. did you take that next step and choose a longer race? The next step was did some 5Ks. And what I didn't know at the time, and it's still that way, just how rare or sparse the word I'm looking for for 10Ks. It's not a lot of 10Ks. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot. And so, because you know, my progression, I started reading more, educating myself more with running and everything. So, five Ks, ten Ks, halves, and all that stuff. So, there was a when I say a couple ten Ks, there's literally a couple ten Ks, and I did those. Started running on the treadmill a little more, and so after that, Poker River Run, the fifteen K, that was uh, right in my neighborhood, cross lane, not what in. Did that a couple of years. My first, my first real run, my first of a certain distance was a Charleston distance run, and which is next week, every Labor Day weekend and everything. But that was my first run of like, hey, like this is it was past the half marathon, and it was it's obviously it's not a marathon, and it's advertised as America's only fifteen miler. But at the time, I didn't, you know, I thought that was just their thing, saying like, "Hey, we got the only fifteen miler and everything," which is still, I guess, still today, it's true. But there's not a lot of, you know, you don't see, "Hey, we're gonna run fifteen miles today," and then on the road and everything. And so the Charleston distance run, I want to say, Caleb, 2012-13 was my first run in the double digits and everything like that. That's when I call it, you know, that's when we kind of got serious about like, if I'm, I have a saying and it's, uh, we're going to find out who loves it today. And I found that was one of them days to where I was like, all right, well, we're going to find out some things today. And so, yeah, that was, so the Charleston distance run was the first one. Nice. And that's probably one of the hillier road races you'll ever run. (sighs) Yeah. And you know, you always, you know, you, this is and this is the time because I I can still remember okay you know I went to on the site watching the videos because at the time they did like a turn by turn videos and then you know you hear a capital punishment hill pretty much almost two miles up might as well say once you get up around GW and South Hills and everything what I didn't know at the time the you know for, if you know about the Charleston distance run it's fifteen miles mostly flat except that you you think thing is like five mile section and or four to five mile section in the middle 
Yeah. That was not the, that's not it. It's when you come back down and you got to flatten out for the last seven miles. And usually it's a day like today where it's, it's. I mean, it's not all the way because it's in the morning. It's not hot, hot yet, but it's starting to get there. And then you just ran up the hill. You ran a mile and some down. Then your legs are filling it. And then you say, hey, let's just let's just hold this for the next seven miles. And it, that, that's it's so it's, I have a love hate relationship with that race because it brings out my bad habits and it gets in my head even though i've done it several times even till today and everything like that but this is always the first one uh put a decent amount of pressure because like i said i have my parents i like it too because my parents can come out and they can see me multiple times yeah and everything like that and so you can depends on where you set up you can see anybody from one time to eight times to however you want to see it and everything like that so it's fun. I say it's fun in quotes and everything. It just depends on how the day is going and everything. So, yeah. I always tell myself with that race, I said, either way, in less than two, however I'm feeling, in less than two hours, this will be over. That's, you know, that's just how it is sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the ultra runner talking there. Yeah, that's it. it. Exactly. I was like, either, like, however, however I'm feeling, by the time I said, oh, by this afternoon, this will be over and everything like that. And so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, okay, so you do Charleston Distance Run. Yep. The next step, is it the Marshall Marathon? Next step is not Marshall. Next step is Athens, Ohio. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I was looking at uh, flat marathons and everything. And so I, I didn't really know of Marshall at the time, but I was just looking at marathons. And I think this fell, however the schedule was going, it just fell at the right time. So I said... I was reading and they said, this, if this is your first marathon, this is the one for you. And I knew it wasn't that, it wasn't that far away because I wanted my parents to come see, you know, what wasn't along with drive. I, I can be up and be back in the same day and everything. I didn't like not a lot of travel. And you always say like this, and this was 2012 or 13 as well. So we went from five K's, to Charleston distance run level to marathon level of running. And I think my first marathon finishing time was four hours and 50 some minutes. Okay. Yeah, that was my first. But at the time, this is just, I treated just like 5K. We just came to finish today. You know what I'm saying? And so the goal for the marathon was I just wanted to say I did it. You know, you hear about all these people who do these marathons then you, you uh then celebrities and everything like from regular people to celebrities they've done a marathon i said well all right i've lost a certain amount of weight by that time mm-hmm. and everything and so i was like okay i'm gonna do this marathon just one time just to say i did it mm-hmm. i'm done i have nothing else to prove to anybody and everything like that so did it completed it Took the next week off, Caleb. Uh, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, hey, everything was hurting. It was a new level of pain. I didn't know. And it, like I said, this was a flat. You know about, you know of the athletes, like flat, flat, like pancake flat marathon and everything like that. But Caleb, everything hurt. Everything hurt. And just like, like my parents and who, you know, everybody, Brandon, what hurts? All of it hurts and everything. My mind hurts and everything. This all of it hurts. So, yeah, yeah. So Athens, Ohio. That that was that was the, that was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah. 
And then, so a week after you finish your first mar marathon, were you already thinking about your next one? Oh, I already thinking because you know, you know, you tell yourself never again. I'm done. Not doing this again because I don't have anything else to prove. Okay, but then I was I wasn't competitive, bro. Like I, you know, if I won something, I won something. If I lost something, I lost something. That's fine. I didn't realize how competitive I was until I started running. Then I started noticing, hey, all right, looking at your place in the eight, like just overall placing. Look, looking at age grouping, looking at all that. And I was like, all right, well, how can I start improving this? And I knew if I started improving my overall times, sooner or later, certain things start to work out for itself and everything like that. And so I already started to think about my next marathon. I want to say my next one was in Washington, D.C. I've done the rock and roll series up there a couple of times and everything like that. And so the Washington, D.C. is one of just my favorite areas in general. And so I want to say I I did that marathon a couple times up there. So and that and that was before, and then Marshall was after that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So it's just really cool to hear the story of a transformation. Not only just you know losing weight, but you know you start you know back in two thousand nine. Yeah. At some point you're like you know what I just need to get fit. So you start losing weight. You start seeing the weight come off, and then you're like oh well. Maybe I should sign up for a 5K. Yeah. And then that's like, a, that's a little mini goal. And then, you know, you have, once you complete that goal, you're like, well, maybe I should just keep going. Maybe I can get this 5K faster. And then you, just, you keep being faster, keeping stronger. And you start to see your body kind of morph into a runner. And yes. then, but more importantly, it's the mindset that keeps morphing. You know, that's like, it because yeah. not only do you see your mind like your body getting better you like me I, I all of a sudden i said oh well i can because not with the running i was like well, that's when as i was learning more about running i was learning more about nutrition and i was starting to eat right and everything mm -hmm. like that so this and then losing the weight losing the weight i was still you know i like you know i like to lift and everything so i was trying to maintain some muscle and run and do all that so i was trying it was a lot of trial and error and everything and on the go and it's it was it's been obviously it's still a process especially when you look back back then my mindset i just wanted to just do better that's it just to do better not even a certain time i was like okay well four hours and 52 minutes let's say that was my first marathon time well let's see if i can get it down to four and a half you know what i'm saying just and i didn't know how to set a goal because it took me so long and us as runners, we still have that issue today to a certain point to like, I didn't know how to correctly pace myself. I wasn't up on pace groups. I, I wasn't educated on, Hey, let's start ease into it and then hold it later on me. You know, it's like, Hey, we're, we're, we're going all out until we can't, we're just holding it and everything. And so there's a lot of trial and error with that as you know like it's been a lot of times on certain those runs to where it's you know maybe if i would have ran miles one through ten at a certain pace i wouldn't be feeling like this at mile 20 or 22 but then i've done runs to races to where i've tried to pace myself miles one through ten and i still feel the same later on so it's kind of like you know it's just whatever i don't know i don't know but like you said the transformation learn like i'm obviously at that time still a quote-unquote beginner run but getting more comfortable with being outside, getting more, getting more comfortable being around people, like-minded people doing this. Cause I was like, Oh, this is like, we're all, we all, and I, still to the day. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, it's hard to feel sorry for people because we all paid to sign up to do this and everything. It's like, we all know. I mean, for the most of you don't think 
nobody forced us to be outside. Nobody forced us to do this. We all wanted to do this and everything. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely, definitely. And uh, it's just cool because, like, you probably have a certain amount of grit just because of where you've come from and the struggle it took to get to where you are now. You know, a lot of people, you know, probably myself included, like, we've been running for so long, we can't even remember when we really started. So it wasn't like it was a struggle to start running. And it's just something that we did and we naturally progressed. So it's just super cool to see somebody start from the bottom, like the very bottom, and to be where you are now, where you're running 100-mile races, Hellgate 100K, uh, Georgia Death Race, you rock, you know, you name it, like all these races that are well-known. Like these are the races that you're doing now. And, you know, from the bottom to the top, like it's just it's so cool to see. Like, you know. It's, and it's like, obviously, and it's, I have a bad habit of, I mean, you talked about this, of when I finished a race, and even back then, I was just immediately thinking about the next race. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until these past couple years, like, all right, Brandon, let's try to gain some perspective. Let's look back and kind of see where he came from, that type of thing. I'm always looking for the next race. Always, there's always a goal and everything. So I've tried to look back, and especially in those early years, all the 5Ks, the, the struggles of that, and just the, you know, because wanting to be better, because all of a sudden, you know, you know, those earlier races, you're looking at people's times. You're just like, how do people run these times? Like, how how does this happen? And I, and it's just the fact that, and I'm not even looking at the person. I'm just looking at the time because you're trying to base it off yourself. You're like, and especially in some of these races, like some of these people were out here just 50% less time still did the same amount of distance that, you know, that, you know, it's like, how does that work in there? How does your body, how do you not? I, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of things that amazed me back then. And the whole grit and me and you have talked about grit. It's just the fact that I just had, you know, have this mindset. Let's just get, let's get, we got to get it done. And, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll discuss that here in a little bit, especially with these trail races. But, like, let's just go get – let's just get it done. We – like, it's – we're not quitting because, like, I, when I say we, I'm saying just me I, me because I, there's, I have a whole bunch of personalities. So when I say we, it's me and all the personalities in my head saying we're not quitting today because I got to face myself later on saying why did I quit. So we're not quitting today. And so – we're going to go through some pain, but like I told you in the beginning, in a couple of hours, it's going to be over with. It's going to be fine and everything. And so, but right now it's not fine. It's, you know, it's, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that just, I think we all kind of go through it whenever we're running it on an ultra race. Like, yeah. you have to find out your why. Like, why am I doing this race? Right. Why am I suffering out in the middle in the heat and humidity or whatever it is? And why do I want to, why did I sign up for this in the first place? And then you realize like, oh, because I like it. I, you know, 10 minutes after the race, I'll be thinking about my next one. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah. it's part of our personality and part of our, you know, what drives us is this, you know, sense of grit. Like we want to be people who push through hard times. You know, I think that's, that's something that our, our friend Bob Luther has taught both of us. Like you got to be able to push through hard times so that, you know, even in other parts of life, like you can get through hard times. And I think that's one of the biggest. That's exactly. I, I have a Bob. I have, we, we, me and you both know, obviously got to know Bob Luther pretty well. And I have, when we talk about some stuff here in a little while, I got a, I was thinking of all the stories 
all the times with you, like I said, we, we run with Holly Ann, Chris, and Bob Luther. I have one, and it's so small. But when we talk here in a little bit about Bob Luther, I have one simple story that explains Bob Luther and everything. It's just one. It's just one little one, but but we'll we'll get to that here in a bit. But oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So actually, let's just start talking about you know some of the people we've met because I think one of the coolest things about ultra running is the friendships we make. You know, I've made so many new friends. You know, a lot of people on the podcast, for example, like Matt Young. Bob Luther, uh, you know, Adam Cassidy. Now I never really met him before until this year. Uh, you know, all these amazing people have done some crazy things, and they have so much wisdom that they can like impart on us. So yeah, like you know, let's talk about some of the friendships you've made so far, you know, in your journey on this ultra running scene. Well, let's let's uh, I'll talk about you here last. Um, but <laughs> but uh, we talked about Bob a bunch. Um, I've heard about I heard about Bob Bob Luther. I've been I've gotten to know Bob Luther over the last two might let's say two years, like really know him. And um, when I first started running trails at the let's say canal trace trail running trail runs we used to do saturday group runs i used to hear about him from various people as a myth like you know blah 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 bob luther and something 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 bob luther and i'm like well who's this bob luther guy he must who he is. you know and so I finally met him and you we talk about one of one bob luther is a one of one person as in from his personality to his charisma to his wisdom, because I always tell him, and I even, I, as little as earlier, I said, Bob, you are a lot more interesting than even what you think, like uh, uh, talking to him. And because he has given off so much wisdom and he, I told him, I was like, Bob, you don't even know what you're saying. You're saying like the way you talk, the way you talk about running. I was like, you're giving knowledge out and it's just, to you, it's just what you do and it's what you're, you know, how you present it. But getting to know him for the last couple of years, I have been up, he has a like place in Davis. So I have explored Canaan Valley with him. Like you have uh, Davis, West Virginia, that area with him. And it's obviously it's various levels of friendship, but I consider Bob Luther, Holly Ann, Chris, a guy named Caleb Bowen. You may know him. I don't know him. Uh, it's uh, as like actual friend. Like, you know, I have actual friend, but I, you know, there's certain people, and I'm not I'm not wanting to leave anybody out. But we, I, you know, we can't talk about everyone. But I'm just, you know, you all specifically, like we hang out outside of running. We hang out, uh, you know, like we are friends. We we met through running, but like. It it's it, it's it's so for me it's uh most of all you know you know me as the nice I'm fun loving good person now you know I I try to present myself as a nice person which I am a nice person but I'm also the believer of everyone really doesn't deserve to see all of you and you know it's just levels to it and as I met Bob got to know him and his wife Rachel and just his family his family has you know not I don't say brought me in like I just like I feel comfortable 
hanging out with Bob and his family as I would with anyone. I feel comfortable hanging out with you, your family, as I would with anyone, Holly Ann and Chris, uh, with anyone. And it's just the fact that, like, these are lifelong friendships that you start and everything. And you don't know that you're starting. You think, you obviously, you met, you run. We talk about running all the time. But then all of a sudden, you hang out with somebody enough through train runs, through pacing, through whatever, and you find out, hey, we have a lot more in common. Then I say, oh, I like Bob. Like, I like him and everything like that. And so it's fun. And, uh, and then, you know, hanging out with you, and Holly and Chris is like, oh, like I actually, I like these guys, like, which makes it fun because I want to, like, not just me doing well with these runs. When you develop a bond with other runners, like a real bond, you want to see them do well. So it's just kind of when they have races, when you all have races, like, I want to see y'all do well just as much as I want to do. You know, I, I want to see everyone do, I, I want to see everyone do well, but you know, with your good friends best friends you really want to see them do well because it's kind of like i you, you know how hard we all work and everything like that and so it's just the fact that obviously i can't include everybody but you holly ann chris bob luther i was that like that's I don't want to say like inner inner circle, but it, it's 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 inner circle. I guess that's where it is and everything. And so it's it's there's a lot of wonderful people in the running community, but like you all are like special, like special to me. And I've told y'all that, and I wanted to make it a point to tell y'all that because that's what running has done. It's brought me together with people that I love, people that like that. And so that's uh friendships and running that it just goes a long way i that i could, I could go on i could go on for days about just how that said but i'm i'm not but so i just yeah yeah for running and friends that's like it's something that i didn't expect to happen when i started running is to develop friendships through this because run, as runners were selfish with our goals and everything like that and so it's just kind of like all of a sudden you're forced out of, i'm forced out of my comfort zone with running I'm forced out of my comfort zone with friendship. Like everything, just things just happen for good and bad. And that this has been one of the great things that came along with it, for sure. Yeah. And I just love because like we're kind of forced into some of these friendships. Yeah. Meaning like, so you didn't really know Holly Ann very well until right. Rim River 2020, whenever actually I had a uh, pacer who dropped on me. So I asked her if she was okay with me taking her pacer, and then you were going to just do the whole thing with her, you know, the whole 40-some miles, and then yeah. the last seven. And you, for some reason, said yes. And then, <laughs> obviously, with her 2020 uh, race where she gets hurt, she's not going to quit. You didn't really know her at the time. like that Right. Well, but you knew that she was a tough person, but you didn't know like that she was willing to power hike 40-some miles to finish. You know, so you guys got to know each other really well, uh, just right off the bat, because you had to get you had to get her to the finish line. Like, was- like our our plan eight, I'll I'll in my head, you know, I said, all right, you know, when we first outside looking, it's like, all right, it's gonna be seven eight hours out here, you know, or it's gonna you know it's gonna be hard. It doubled because you know her injury, and it like I said, by the time we started, compared to the time we fit, that's the first time I could say in a day and a half we went from being people that I'm just a pacer, she's a runner, we hardly know each other. Me and Holly Ann were best friends by the time we got done with that race and everything because what I, I saw what she was going through 
And we're going through the night, just power hiking and everything. We're just walking, talking, and everything like that. You just, I didn't realize at the time either. It's something you look back on. It's like, oh, just something that we, a bond that we developed over the 15, 16 hour time span and everything. And a side note, I've told you and I've told her and I've told everybody, the single greatest running performance I have been a part of is that because I have never seen somebody suffer that much. And she won't admit it because that's who the great person that she is. But even of all success she's had, I think that is her greatest accomplishment was her first rim to rim. Because I don't, I, that's, grit is, if, if we looked in a dictionary for grit, picture Holly Ann. That's what it is. That's what it is. So for sure, for sure. Picture Holly Ann with those uh, sticks you guys found coming down. Cape. All right, we had, yeah, long story short with that, we were running, you know, we didn't have the trekking poles at the time. So we had to just grab some random sticks and the sticks that we got, you know, Holly Ann is not the tallest person in the world. And I'm exact, I'm not the tallest person in the world. We got our sticks were almost double our size. So we had to make, we had to make a lot of things work that, and pretty much that because it was getting dark. So it wasn't, we didn't exactly know where everything was. And so it was a lot of, Hey, let's just see if we can make this work. Cause we got to get to the finish line. Yeah. That was it. Got to get to the finish line. And so it's just long story short with that. That's how me and Holly Ann became close for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can appreciate the, like just her going through the struggle because Hey, we were all runners and we've all gone through struggles, but like, you're like, man, like we got to get this girl to the finish line. It was, I was like, I made a point to look at her face each, like not each step, but I just, I could just see, I was like, oh, pieces of this girl is dying every single step. Her poor leg, knee, and what, what she was going through. And I was like, I felt so bad. I felt, and I didn't know her at the time. So I didn't know, hey, can I talk to her a certain way? Can I say this? Because I didn't know her. And then, you know, by the end of it, I was a little more comfortable with what I said and everything. Because, yeah. you know, you know, obviously I'm the pacer. I'm here for her. I'm here to cater to her. And so... It's just the fact that I didn't know, all right, should I not say any more hat? Then it was a certain amount of time. I was like, I just quit asking her how she was doing because we both know how she was doing. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to be that person. I I think the one of the things that the pacer, and I've learned this, like watching people pace, getting pace. I was like, all right, it's not the ability just to be there. It's no when to shut up at certain points and when, you know, it's just certain things for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the really cool thing is that we, me and Holly Ann, both kind of bonded with Bob facing you at Grindstone. Now, we already knew Bob. We, we were pretty comfortable with him, but we didn't really know him until Grindstone. And that was a super cool thing to really bond over, you know, that whole evening slash morning because that's what it is. That's what Ultra Ring's about. You know, we're, you know, driving with no sleep to each aid station, dropping one of us off, and then, you know, one of us will be running with you for 20 to 30 miles and, I don't know, that whole experience was super cool. Oh, man, Grindstone was okay, – so Grindstone was my first 100-miler, and it, I would that's a 100-miler I would not recommend for the average person's first 100-miler, you know. And so this happened to – you know, I was looking for one. This was last year, to, uh, 2021, and I was looking for something in the fall. I didn't want a summer 100-miler. Obviously nothing in the winter, so I was like – at the time – there was only a couple cloud splitter was available, I think, in Grindstone. And so I kept hearing, you know, read about Grindstone, you know, 23, 24,000 feet worth of gain over 100 miles. And 
the fact that, you know, I said, okay, to me, everybody has their own thing about trail running and ultra running, what they like, like what they like and don't like. And for me, I don't consider myself a fast runner and I'm not built, I don't think. And, you know, everybody is critical of themselves. I like to go up a bunch. Not necessarily down as much as I like to go up, but I like to climb. I love to climb and everything like that. And so I picked Grindstone and, you know, I'm watching by this time, you know, obviously being fully ish educated with running. I said, there's not better pacers I could have than you and Holly Ann and everything. And so I was like, there's not a better team. And then I was like, there's not a better chief that I can get than Mr. Bob Luther and everything. And so once you all agreed, and I think y'all were more excited about it than I was. <laughs> and I was like, ah, well, you know, let's see if we can get, because I was nervous, scared, you know, there's not, because first 100 miler, I knew how hard this was and talking to a couple people, Brandon, if you can do this 100 mile, you can do anything. I was like, I don't know if I, I don't want to hear that going into it. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not what you really want to hear. And Brandon, if you can do this one, you can do anything. Looking back at it, it's fine. But going into my first one, it's kind of like, oh, it's gonna be a long day and night, night, day, night. and night again. <laughs> and so for sure. And Grindstone was a life-changing event. Uh, long story short, we started at 6 p.m. Um, so, and, you know, since September, so we got about 45 minutes worth of light. Then it got dark. This is my first time running fully through the night and everything. And so then picked you up at mouth 50, picked Holly Ann up 78, 79. So it was like, and I think we, I think, and, and everything, and she finished it out with me, but it was 28 hours, and eight minutes worth of life changing. Like, like just, it's just an experience, man. It was, uh. I have never went up so much. I've never went down like 23, 24K worth of gain in that amount of time. It's a, uh, it was a lot, but to have you, to have Holly Ann, to have Bob as my crutch, I call it a crutch because it was so comforting going into an A station knowing that y'all were going to be there and everything like that. That was extra motivation. Like, Hey, let's get this done. So I can just seeing y'all coming in. I didn't realize how much of a pickup it would be just coming in just to see y'all. You know what I'm saying? It just like, ah, even if I'm feeling bad right now, I can kind of fake it a little bit and everything, or I can kind of give me a little mental boost just to see you guys. So I highly still appreciate that and everything. And that just, it was, like I said, like, you know how, some people say life changing. No, that was a light grindstone was life changing for me and everything. And so it just kind of changed my perspective and how I viewed running. It was a hard day. You were out there, of course, hard day, hard day. We had, we had so much fun. Like it was life changing in a probably more positive way for us than it was for you, but it was just so much fun. And I, we were really lucky because we, uh, you know, me being a cross country coach at Marshall, we, I planned to have our first, our, one of our first meets at University of Charlottesville or University of Virginia, Charlottesville. And it just so happened that was the day of grindstone. So, fortunately, our head coach, Jeff Small, allowed me and Holly in to go. So, we drove ourselves and right after me was over, we hopped in the car, met Bob and Staunton, and then we just we drove to the first aid station. And you were there. Like, we got there three minutes before you got there. Like, it worked perfectly. Was uh, that was that was that Mal? I think it was around the marathon point. I want to yeah. say, yeah, it was right before the first, well, the big big climb, the six mile climb or eight mile climb, whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that 
I remember getting to an aid station, and it was the, uh, one of the bigger aid stations. Uh, and it, it was one of the ones that they talked about. I saw you, and you looked at me. This is where, this is so. This is in the middle of the night. I want to say you know one two a.m. And you looked at me and you said, Brandon, we're going to, you're going to do a bit of climbing. This is before we, I, you, this is early in the race before any pacer. So this is the middle of the night. I'm by myself. And you said, Brandon, you know, this is going to be, be a bit of a climb. And in my head, I, you know, I'm thinking, well, I've been doing climbing. That's what I, we weren't on a rail trail to get here. <laughs> and so Caleb, what I didn't know, but this was, this was about 36. I didn't know that, Four and a half hours later, I would still be cresting, trying to crest this mountain that was <laughs> the largest hill, that mountain that I have ever went up. And, you know, once I got up to the top, what was my goal? What was my reward? Well, it was thick fog. Once I got up there, it was, I couldn't see from this camera to you, Kayla. I couldn't see, I couldn't put my hand out in front of my face for the next three or four miles. I had to I had two headlamps, one on my head, and I had one in my hand. And I had to look face it to the ground because I couldn't. It was I heard about the grindstone fog, heard about it, and I, they said it depends on the weather. You may get it, you may not. Oh, we got all of it, and I got all of it after the longest climb of my life and everything. So, like I said, that was one of the life changing aspects of the whole the whole day plus four hours. So for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, we were we were sleep deprived. So, you know, we, we take like a two well, no, probably like ten minute nap and then all of a sudden we start to see the sunrise and then so one of us has to stay awake in case you come in and obviously yeah. we did, uh, at the turnaround point. And I remember Bob being asleep at that time and I was like, Hey Holly, you gotta wake up Bob because DP's here and she's like, No, let him sleep. He needs to sleep. I'm like, No, he's a crew chief, but he has to have he has to be awake right now. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been a little weird if we would have, I would have came in there, picked you up and left, and Bob would have woke up. Like, well, Brandon was here a little bit ago, and he's let it like, but he's fine and everything. Go back to sleep, Bob. But I, yeah, I see. I didn't know this until after. I didn't know that you know, you know, Bob just had a fresh nap and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is like I said, what? We'll, like we'll get to that here in like a second. But I was like, that's one of the things about Bob that I appreciate him about. But it's uh it I, I actually I'll go, can I tell the yeah. Bob story now? So okay, pick, picked you up at Mal. I picked you up as my pacer at Mal fifty, and Grindstone is a out and back. So the good and good part about that is what you you you're going to do exactly what you did in reverse and everything. But the only bad thing is I did most of that in the night. So in the daytime I don't remember some of this stuff because it was night. Well, we're getting late into it. I remember it was Mal. I want to say after me and you did the longest downhill <laughs> that I'm sure we both have, have you, I don't know if you, like it was a long downhill because I remember the longest you, downhill I, ever had. I told you to look at your watch, but when we were about to head down this mountain, I keep saying hill, we, this mountain, I told you to look at your watch because I didn't want to tell you how long it was because I knew what we were about to get into and everything. So we get to the bottom and this is one of my mental lows slash physical lows. And Caleb, you know, I'm not really big into having people feel sorry for me, but I wanted just an encouraging word. And I don't know if you remember this. I'm not sure if Holly Ann or even Bob remembers this. But we get there. I'm sitting down. And I look at Bob. And I go, Bob, 
I was like, man, I am hurting. And what I'm wanting is an encouraging word from Bob Luther. And, but in typical Bob Luther fashion, he goes, well, it's what you signed up for. This is why you're here. And I go, and I just looked at him and I said, yep, this is why I'm here. And at the time I was like, I just needed, I was like, you know, I knew I made a mistake. I was like, I should have talked to somebody else. But I was like, I look back, I laugh at that now. But I, at the time I needed somebody to say something magical to me, something, you know, a speech or something. But Bob was just like, this is why you're here. And I was like, yeah, and everything. And then he goes, you have 35 miles left. And I was like, Bob, I know. I, and I looked, remember I looked at him, I was like, Bob, we don't have to say that. We don't have to say, I know, I know how long I have left. Like, I know this. <laughs> like I said, this was, and you can kind of explain it more. This was me in a, a certain mood that not the bubbly not the friendly not the exactly the i'm going to keep it real not the best person you would probably want to be around if you really didn't know me at the time and so for sure for sure we were we were pretty quiet for those miles down that hill yeah and because i you know i know myself and it's like when certain runners can talk through certain things certain i'm not that when i get in a certain suffer fest type of level I don't want to talk because every, I figure if I'm talking, I'm wasting energy. I'm wasting like I'm wasting breath. I'm wasting. I don't want to laugh. I don't want to do all that. Let's just get through this. Let's just get through these mouths. And so that's for sure, for sure. Yeah. So that that's my Bob Luther story right there, for sure. And I hope I hope when he listens to this, I want him to listen. I you know for sure. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just one of many Bob Luther stories yeah. where he's just like suck it up, Bob. Suck it up, right? Suck it up, man. It, it, but he does, he never says it like that. But he's saying he's saying it and everything for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's saying it in a way that you, you can't even get mad about. But you're just like that's not that's not what I wanted right now. Yeah, because he never says anything with like an attitude. No. So it's not like he's being snarky. He's just saying it. He was like, yeah, was like this is why he signed up. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, well, yeah. But in my head, I was like, this is not what I want to hear at mile 65 of my first 100-miler when I know I probably still have a good 35 miles plus eight, 9,000 feet worth of gain still left in this thing. And so, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, that kind of gives us a good little segue into the other races that you've run. Yeah. And I, I swear, like, I think you have, like, a list of, like, world's hardest races. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you're just trying to knock them all off because you have done Georgia Death Race, you've done Grindstone, you've done Hellgate, yeah. And now there's a new race that you just did. I want you to talk about it, named Ironstone. And it's just like, well, you're picking like all the not only hardest races, but like races that challenge you as a runner. Because yeah. you, me and you both know we're not very good at down technical hills for sure, and rocky downhills are a star thing, you know. I like more flat stuff than you probably do, but we both like climbing. Yeah. But yet you keep climbing these races where you have to climb down some really technical downhills and you have a lot of extra vert and all that stuff too. So yeah, like talk about why you choose these hard races. Is there something inside you that you're like trying to prove or you're just trying to better yourself in a certain way or what's what's going on? It's, and I'm not sure if I'm making up for lost time as in, you know, I didn't do this, like, I didn't have this mindset as a kid, as an early adult, but when I started running and started doing these ultras, like, it's hard, and I have a, you know, these mottos of 
well, it's supposed to be hard. I sign up for this stuff and it's just kind of like, all right, what do I want to get out of this? I want to get a lot out of myself. Um, trail running, I was never a outside nature guy in general. So I, this has gotten, this has forced me, not forced me, but I've had the privilege of seeing so the views, I mean, you know, like just the views of certain areas. I would never have seen this if it wasn't for trail running. Just like being able to look out and seeing certain mountain ranges or certain races to where you're at the top of a certain climb and you can look down and you can say, oh, I can see three different towns right now. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the cool part and everything. And for example, I did uh, this past uh, this past the longer race, Ironstone 100K um, in Pennsylvania. It was right near State College, Pennsylvania, and it different chat new is a new race. Um, I it, you know they advertised it as hard. I have never ran a a trail race in Pennsylvania, and for people that don't know. Pennsylvania is called Roxylvania, and I I wanted to find out. I wanted to find out what exactly what that meant. And Caleb, you know the whole baptism by fire for sure. Um, and this race was unique because you know it was a one hundred k, sixty two sixty three miles. Um, the first twenty miles were on a rail trail, and it. <sighs> You know, oh, the overall what trail runners hate, most trail runners, is flat. So our first 20 miles, we're on just a flat trail, just a flat, right beside, uh, I forgot which road we were uh, right beside. And we get to mile 20, and Caleb, you know, looking at this race, they showed pictures because it's a new race. So a new race means there's no race reports. There's... uh only the race description and looking back on it they accurately described the race but they put up pictures and the only pictures they put up were of these boulders so i was like why do they keep showing this one section of the course and everything like that i was like why i was like i'm sure this like i was like right, what in my head i said okay they're trying to hype up this race it's a new race they're trying to they're trying to say it's a hard race caleb 20 miles of rail trail the next 42 to 43 miles, one giant boulder field. And this was, I, I have been fortunate so far in my quote unquote running career, no DNFs, you know, and this was the closest I have been to pulling the plug because you get to mile 20, you know, I had, I, I had a goal. This race started at 2 p.m. And my goal was to finish before the sun came up. That was the goal. Well, reality hit around mile 26, 27. I get to a couple of the A stations during these boulders. And I asking them, I was like, is it is it the rest of the is the rest of this trail like this? You know, MS mid-state trail. I think it's one of the longest trails in Pennsylvania. And Caleb Hard, this was the definition of hard. And it wasn't just the physical part. It was the mental part because I knew I had, let's, let's say, 30-some miles left of these boulders and boulder hopping, boulder running. 
And that's, and you know, us looking at our watches and paces, I'm trying to hold a 18 minute mal working. That's, it's not just walking. My heart rate's at 170 at a 18 minute mal because I'm trying to hop rocks at night and everything. And so, and it's just mentally exhausting, physically just exhausting and frustrating because I kept having, it was like you were pressing the brake button because I had to, wasn't because I want to, we're going over these boulders and each boulder it tells a different story. And it's just, mm-hmm. is this boulder stuck to the ground? Will this boulder move? Will this, you know, and so out of all the races I've done, we've talked about Grindstone. I have ran Hellgate, 100K, Georgia Death Race, Breaks, 45 Maller is a another hard one. Ironstone by far is the hardest race, main, not main, physically and mentally. This is, I have all, almost at my breaking point. And we've talked about this before, Caleb, and the fact that I wanted to pull the plug just because I was so mentally exhausted. But I look back, you know, it's okay, I could quit because this was an example too. I finished sixth in that race. I st- when I got to mile 20, I was in 20th or 21st place. So I finished sixth and I didn't pass anybody the entire race. So I kept getting to eight stations and I kept hearing, well, certain people, you know, one person dropped, two people dropped, three people dropped, you know, that type of thing. And so I was running with a guy who was kind of from around there. He was like, Brandon, we just got to survive the night. And I was like, literally, that's what it was and everything. And it, and it was a true, hey, let's just attrition type of thing. And the reason why, and you asked, why do I look up these harder races? I was like, it's a check because it's a delayed satisfaction type of race. I look back on some of these races and you you just think like, wow. And it's not like, I'm not saying wow myself. It's kind of like, you're going through what you went through, through some of these races and the views and everything. And I was telling you about the beauty of trail racing. Well, one of the, before things got a little brutal up on top were all these boulders. I remember as the sun was setting, I was on a Vista coming around the corner and it was just me on a boulder and it, as the sun was coming down and then it, it was at a certain point I got to look down and I didn't know till later I was looking at three different towns and like you know you you're in a race so you never like you look back on it but I remember it was like 10 seconds I was like wow I was like who else gets to see stuff like this you know me running on the road I would never see things like this me in my past life of non-running I, I would like this is what this makes things worth it. Little things during a race makes it worth it and everything like that. But the hard, like what's, you know, hard. I I sign up for these races because I know it's going to challenge me mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, I always tell myself like, we can talk about the spiritual side of running to what it does. I have never been closer to God through some of these trails. I've never been closer, like vulnerable myself through and it's it's a it takes a certain amount of suffering a certain amount of hard a certain amount of frustration to and you know you you hear the whole the pressure makes diamonds type of thing you got to get to a certain point to where 
you see kind of what you're made of and everything. And it's cool. I Ironstone, it wasn't a delayed satisfaction. Like I could, I was starting to see what I was made of during the race. It was cool to see yourself kind of getting through something and mentally, physically during the race, instead of looking back at it, like, no, like now 30, 40, 50. It's like, all right, I'm becoming a different runner and everything. I, I can see myself this because, you know, you go through the highs of the race, the, the adrenaline's wore down, go through your lows, and all of a sudden you started coming out of that and everything. And I think that's what I can kind of, the whole metaphor with life and running and everything like that. It's like, sometimes you got to go through a bunch of things, the mental lows and everything. And then, but sooner or later, you're going to come out of that. And for this particular race, this was my hardest race. This was the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, even though it wasn't a hundred miler, this 100 K was the hardest thing. The Ironstone, I recommended for anybody. And I put on my Facebook, I said, if you're looking for a 100 K PR, this is not your thing. But if you're looking for an experience, like a experience, this is it. I was like, this is a true experience and everything like that. And so enjoyed my time in Roxylvania and everything. And I will be back for that one. But I love the harsh. I love going up. You know me. I love going up. I want to go up and not just up on the road, on the gravel road. Like I want to get, I want to, let's find some rocks. Let's find some, tra- like some, you know, single track trail and let's just go up. Let's for a long time. I love, I love a good climb. Love a good climb and everything like that. And so, and, yeah, and so, but for sure, for sure. And that's, uh, that that's what, like I said, I love about, and you look at the race descriptions and I'm already, you know, you're looking at it say, all right, I know this race is going to bring a certain, because you, you know, you go to these races and you want the best for yourself. And then you get into it. And then obviously you have these things, these moments of doubt. And for me, it's a, it's, and maybe I, like I said, everybody's different, but I look forward because I know the doubt's going to come. And then it's like, all right, well, Brandon, your legs are still fine. So that's when the mind comes in and everything like that. And so that's when you see, with especially with the ultra running, I tell people, I tell myself, it's like, it's not, it's not where you're like, obviously, you got to be fit. You got to have a certain level of fitness. You got to have that. But I was like, where's your head at that day? Where's your head at? You know, and so, uh, Fun. That was a fun day, and like the hard, the harder stuff. You go. Know, you called it. I never ran on the West Coast, but we called the East Coast the Beast Coast. We have humidity. We have the hot temperatures. We have rocks. We have roots, and everything like that. And that's what I like. I say I, I say I hate it, but I love it, and everything like that. I love it. It's 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 such a satisfying sport. But the hard stuff is for me. I like it. And if it if we can get a lot of elevation. If, when I see 15, 20,000 feet worth of gain over a size, oh, I say, oh yeah, this is, this sounds fun. And it sounds it, it, like it sounds fun. And you get into it and it's like, ah, this is a lot. And then, of course, we're like, no, we're doing 15, 20,000 feet over a certain amount of time. It's, of course, that means we got to go up a bunch. And so, for sure. So, Ironstone 100K, out of all the races I've done, Caleb, that's that takes the K. That takes the K. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. I, I like what you said there, too, about that's the reason why you signed up was because you know you're going to hit a point where you're going to doubt yourself. Yes. And the reason you signed up for this race was to overcome that. Yeah. I think that's something that every single person in an ultra race can go through from the winner to last place. You're going to have that sense of doubt. Yeah. Sign up for that 
because you know you like the ultimate goal is to overcome that. You know, I'll go back to Canal Trace this past you know a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I did not feel good at all. And you know, you know me, me is a race between me and Alex Meyer. We were for sure happy that that was the hype part of the race. You know, we were really excited about going at it, and uh, he he dropped me. Uh, he dropped me about mile like 16, 17, somewhere in there. And he put a minute on me, and I was not feeling good. And I was just, I just accepted the fact I was going to second. And but it's just so cool how little tiny like things of hope will come into your brain, and then like all of a sudden things just start working better and working better, working better. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like I'd gone to like we passed the bull field, gone to the road, and all of a sudden like I started to be able to run again and running a little bit better. And all of a sudden I could see his orange you know shorts. I'm like, what in the world? Like like. How how did I come back from that? And that's not to hype me up by any means. It's just you know you can never give up on yourself, even if you're feeling terrible. You have to keep just one foot in front of the other as fast as you can. You know whether that's walking, whether that's running, you guys put one foot in front of the other, and eventually you'll climb out. But eventually, if you do it the right way, you're the your version of the right way. You will come out of it, and like just like and all you need is like you said, you saw the shorts and boom, like light, let's probably a light switch went off in your head, and you're like, all right, well, whatever low I was in, yeah. I'm, I'm out of it now for sure. Yeah, race yeah. on now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so you know, let's just change gears a little bit as we wind down. So, I mean, it's no, uh, it's no secret that the trail slash ultra running community is very, uh, it's very white, you know, white male dominated. And that's not saying that there's not a lot of great, you know, black or other diversity of athletes that are doing great things or, even, you know, definitely females and women doing great things. But there's just a whole bunch of men that are white doing all these races and, you know, where you're one of the one of the few black guys in our community, I really want to get your perspective on some of this stuff because it's definitely a perspective that's not talked about a lot. And you know, your voice doesn't get heard as much about this stuff. So, you know, one thing is like what challenges do you see, you know, being uh, a black athlete um in yeah. our ultra, you know, in, in ultra races and just you know in the community as well. Well, it's for me, it's getting into the sport. You know, it's uh, I went from, you know, road running to trail running. And I think I not had an advantage, but growing up, small private school, small, I was always either one of the only black guys or black or the only one. So I, I was used to being in a room when it's just been me in there and so um my parents put me in certain situations as a as a kid in situations uh, you know just some sometimes by chance sometimes on purpose because they wanted me at an early age to say all right we're brandon you know even if you're in a room with you know black folks or different races or just or just say just white people like we need you to make like make it work just like it's some the world sometimes the world is like that and it's not a it's not a good it's not a bad thing it's just sometimes it's just the way life is and what especially west virginia um and then we already talked about how running is a neat sport anyway and you get into trail running and caleb and a lot of black folks running in the woods for fun but <laughs> they get told and so 
I got into it and, and like I kind of knew when I got into it what I was getting into you know doing a couple of local races and then like you know once you you know even social media you never saw pictures of like a lot of like let's say you show up to a race and there's 200 ultra runners there may be three or four maybe maybe, maybe and everything and so it's uh the challenges to me because I'm already telling myself going into it that we as a running community are here for one goal and most of my good friends are white um you like for example like you Holly and Chris Bob like we you know white and everything like that and then the fact that when I go to these races West Virginia in and out of state I have never felt not welcome you know what I'm saying like I have never felt like oh man you can feel like a tension in the air or something like that and uh so especially with the trail running community it's just super comforting um because when I first got into it Obviously, there's been comments over the years and some hurtful, some and some people saying stuff that I don't like. I give people, I don't know if I'm giving people too much credit by saying, I think some people, certain people make comments and they just, it's just casual with them. And it's kind of like, oh, you know, this is, and I, cause I used to get, you know, there's not a lot of, not a lot of black people in the woods. And I'm like, well, no, well, really, really? Like, like, there's like, like, oh, that's a shocker to me that there's not a lot of black folks in the woods. Like, oh, I'm, like, you're not, they're not telling me anything that I didn't already know. And so it's just the fact that, especially with WVMTR, um, all the race directors, all the runners, I have never felt not welcomed and everything like that because Caleb, at the end of the day, it's all one goal, whether it's a training run, whether it's a race, whether whatever kind of event or just hanging out. We all got one goal with let's just, you know, let's have fun. Let's get it done. But I do wish like it would be pretty cool to go to some of these races and maybe see a little more diversity there. And I understand like I understand that it's not and it, like it, and this is a niche sport and it can't happen overnight. I got into it just the fact that by curiosity and I found that I loved it you know what I'm saying and so it it's it's it was different when I first started running but I was so used to being one of the only you know in whatever group that I was in growing up school whatever was that it wasn't a hard transition for me to the, it was just, this was just yeah. this was just all right well you know it's me I'm here and everything like that and so it's just the fact that all right let's just I'm still going to have fun I'm still going to be me I'm still going to you know I'm I'm here just like everybody else is you know just to have some fun run some miles suffer a little bit and go home and live to tell about it you know and so for sure yeah, yeah what one comment that I've seen several times is there's a you know Aaron Watkins for sure yeah when you guys run the same races, people mix you up all the time just because there's usually only two black guys in the race and it's one yeah. or the other. And they're like, oh, I just thought I saw a double. And it's like, you don't, you didn't say that about me and Bob. You know, we're exactly, like, oh, yeah. Like, why is that? So, it's, and I, I think comments like that just get under your skin a little bit. A little bit. And I think my defense mechanism for that, and I think I have a net, and I, do, I don't know what I'm doing, but my natural defense mechanism is to make a joke about it or to get ahead of it. And the fact that because in the oh the funny thing little story 
I think at Highlands a few years ago, me and Aaron were there. And at Ironstone this past, like it's been, it's been, some, it's been a few years. And so I knew Aaron was going to be there. And I joked even before the race, I was like, certain people are going to think they saw a unicorn out there when they see both of us together at the same time. And Caleb at Ironstone at the start, before we had to get bust out and we got to start. I get out of my car. I see Aaron get out of his car. <laughs> We have the exact same shirt on. And we had blue, it was blue shirt, blue high, blue highland shirt, black shorts. I looked at Aaron, joked, I said, Aaron, we are not helping anything out today, bud. I was like, <laughs> and so he, well, we, we both laughed about it. It's both lighthearted because I'm sure, you know, he deals with the same stuff and everything like that up in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, where he's at. But it's, I mean, it's, it's life. It's, it's life, but it's, uh, and like I said, I'm sure when certain people make comments that they mean the best and everything like that, but it's kind of like, so like you know, just like you said, seeing double is kind of like, all right, well, I take that lightly. I know Aaron takes it lightly. I've had certain people outside, like, of you know, well, even in the running community, asking me, well, Brandon, so-and-so made a comment or so-and-so did this I had a problem with that do you have and to me I said I don't because if I sat and examined all the comments about that type of stuff during running I would never have any fun man I would never get anything done I would never it would discourage me from the trails because I like I said I hardly ever did that and first of all it's not like hardly any negativity at all but even some of the comments some of the joking comments I take it as a joke it is my natural defense mechanism because because I'm not going to, like I said, I'm my biggest critic and I'm my biggest cheerleader. I'm not going to, and much as I say that certain comments, I'm I'm not above, like, obviously being hurt or being whatever. And so, but for that particular subject of it, I'm not going to let anybody ruin what I love to do. I love to run trails. I love to get out there with my friends or by myself and get out there and run several miles through the day and the night. And I'm not going to let, and it's not race is not the actual term race is not, it's not a small thing, but I'm not going to make it the focal point because if we're all shown to run a race, we all put a bid, we all paid our money. We put our bid one. It's not a, it's not a racial thing. We're just here to race and everything like that. So I just, I wish it could be a little more diverse and I don't know I know in the road community, there's groups and certain things like that. I know there's, I'm, I don't think there's any in the trails on the East Coast. I don't know how to get the word out because, it, you know, Caleb, it's not like, hey, all right, what are you guys doing on the weekend? You guys want to come out and run wood for a while or just a little bit? You know, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to start something like that. But I just hope me doing it over the years, me being an example but I'm not, not even being a vocal example it's just like all right then you just cause you know just we know certain people ourselves included you show up to certain races and you say all right well every time I go to race I know I'm gonna see so and so there he must like it or whatever like that so it's uh it's more of a thing outside of running people that know that I do this outside like the running world and everything like that I probably had more comments about that outside of the running world about my running than people that's inside the trail running and running community for sure yeah. Well, I do know that you're, you know, I don't know if inspiration is the right word, but like uh, there's several girls on my, on my cross country team who they know you as the black 
distance runner. Like yeah. the guy that the crazy guy runs the hundred mile races <laughs> also black. And like right. well, you know, you guys could do that too, because they're black as well. And it's like yeah. they never even thought that was possible. I'm like, of course it's possible. Like and, and like I said, and, and, you know, to me, and obviously it's, you know, it's like, it's like, all you got to do is do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, it, you know, it, it, but I know how it's, it sounds easy. It sounds easy. All you got to do is just do it. But I know there's a lot more, especially like, and, you know, not everybody's confidence is super high. Not everybody's want to just to, certain people need a little push and everything. Certain people don't know how, certain, you know, obviously, and you're going, and I'm sure I have been judged. I, I will be judged. We have, we all get judged, but on this particular subject, it's just kind of like, well, I'm going to get judged either way. But I, like I told you, Caleb, I I'm going to judge myself the the best or the worst. So, so I know whatever what 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 any I know my parents brought me up to whatever anybody has to say, including them, like when I go to wake up and go to sleep tonight, like what do I think of myself? And, all, and everything like that and so with the trail running communities it's kind of like all right well i want the only black folks out here you know i gotta hey now and now you know i take it as a kind of a badge of honor it's like all right well i gotta represent out here you know what i'm saying it's me you know you know what i'm saying i, yeah. I gotta you know let's just like i want to be a good representation of it and every you know and, and just to show people that hey and it it's not it's not maybe i don't know how to say it but it's it we can like i say we as in black whoever of a certain minority we can do this too we can do it i mean we can sign up for races just like anybody else we can put on our shoes buy the gear we can do it just like anybody else just like it, it, we are the same in everything and so that's just because either way i call going in the woods a away game as in that's wildlife out there you know snakes bears whatever you know we are in an away game we are in their home white black indian female, whatever, we are in their home and everything. And so it's like, technically, we are the minority out here and everything. And so it's just kind of like we as a runner group. And so, but for sure, I I do wish there was kind of more representation, but I don't know. I wouldn't know how to get that. St- I don't know if it's been, a, the initiative has been started. I don't know how to get it started. I am very, un- and I, it, it's, uh, I, it, that's, on, that's, that's on me. I, I wouldn't know where to look, you know what I'm saying? And so, but I do not consider myself like, and I, I'm. It's cool that you said like the in, the word inspiration and everything like that. It's just kind of like I just love to do it. And I know I've been doing it for a long time, and it, well, so I it's like I it that makes me smile when you said there's certain people like that look. You know, it, it does. Like I said, because I'm not above. Like I said, I told you I'm my best and worst critic. But to say that for somebody else to look and say, hey, well, he's doing it. Maybe I can, or maybe that that's. If I can do that, then my job's done. I'm good, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to my next uh, question. It's like, what do you think we could do better at? Yeah. Well, I think it's a it's an issue that it goes way deeper than something like. Yeah. You can't do it on the surface level. It has to go back from like bringing people up, you know, especially for sure. children, you know, because a lot of kids, you know, from what I've seen, especially in urban areas, because like yeah, Virginia as a whole is very rural, but like we do have our rural pockets of areas and there's just not a whole lot of support for really any type of athletics but the only athletes that are supported are the footballs the basketball yes yeah you know if you don't have a car or availability for your parent to drive you to the trails what are you going to do you're going to go play with your friends down the street 
Dang. Not everybody wants to run 10 miles for uh, for fun. Yeah. So it, we need to have like maybe some like outreach programs where we take kids to the trails, you know, take them to Canal State Forest. Canal State Forest or Barbersville or anywhere local and say, hey, or, you know, and it's they're not like, let's just run three miles on the river trail just to see how you feel about it. Yeah. Just to see, because I'm sure, just like you, me, we all had our preconceived notion of what the trails were until we got out on them. Mm-hmm. Then, for good and bad, say, so, oh, this is not as bad as we thought, or this is different, or whatever I thought about this, I don't think about it more because I've actually been out there. And then all of a sudden, just like you and me, or and especially me, I was like, oh, it went from a curiosity to a passion to a obsession of the trails because just like even not just West Virginia in general, we can I can we can go to five different state parks and we can talk you can do five different types of trails, man. It's just it's just so much out there. But I wish like you said, outside of basketball, football, the major sports, there's so much money, and I get it. And, it, and like I said, it's all about accessibility. Most people, mm-hmm. especially young people, don't have the cars. And then, for example, like, hey, I'm sure it takes a different – I'm going to go by myself out here in the woods to run around. You know what I'm saying? And so I, it's a different amount of – because for me, it was a different amount of, like, you know, I call it cautiousness. And I still – you know, you still have to be cautious, but especially when I first got started doing it by myself, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, and like I said, we are in the wagon. Like, like we are out here with animals, like animals and everything like that. I call it like wildlife and everything. And so for sure, man. But it's just the fact that as far as me being black in this, however more that I could be a positive light in the trail running world, I would love to do it. I just don't know how to. I'm, I'm, that's that's my thing. And that's on me and because I guess I'm a naturally selfish person and as in my races, my goals, my running and just look like we all could be a little more, Hey, let's get people out there. But especially in this one, it's kind of like, all right, like I, I just don't know how to do it. I would love to know how or talk to somebody who knew exactly how, or that's done it before or something like that. So for sure. I wish there was more representation, but I'm glad I can be a, to, to what I know a, hopefully a positive light on, Hey, he's doing it. He's having fun. I have my version of success. You know, it may, might not be me a podium or a win, but I, for me, I know my version of success, and I think I am doing a pretty good job at that. Yeah, sure. yeah definitely. And I think that you're well. You're you're very open about helping other people who want to get involved. You know, you're always giving advice to people, even. If, people you don't even know that just who you are they'll come up to you and ask questions and you're yeah. helping out i think that's really big because people see you're like oh well brandon he, he's gonna he, he's not only one of the only black uh runners in there but he's also really helpful he's you know give me this advice he's done all these crazy races he's run 100 miles before yeah i'm gonna believe him i'm gonna get started in doing this too because so you have to do anything like you're you're doing exactly what you're like what you need to do to promote the sport I just think that maybe we as a community need to work a little bit harder about outreach and trying to For sure. get people out. And that's not that's not on individually. That's just all of us. As it's whole. not, but it's just kind of like, you know, you think in your head like, oh, man, I need like, you know, every now and then, do I need to start a revolution and everything like this? <laughs> do I need to like start marching in the streets for trail runners and everything like that? So yeah. it's just, no, but I, it's, it's like I said, all it starts is like one individual person then like branching out and everything like that. But, mm-hmm. but certain things, just like with life, Caleb, maybe 
this will it will never happen. Maybe it's only a few, like I said, but it I don't want I don't ever stop trying to maybe get people more people like me out there. But at the same time, just like you said, it can't be forced. You like what you like, you don't like what you like. But just like with you and I, and I know we for specifically, I didn't know I loved it until I was out there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so it's like yeah, I love it and everything. And so I feel more comfortable out there in the woods than I do in certain other places. You know, it's just because yeah. like, I love it. It's, and, and you know, we you talk about giving. I know you give advice all the time. You're a coach. I give. I'm not a coach, but you give like because the main. I want people to feel comfortable. That's number one. Mm-hmm. When you're out there, you can push, you can suffer, you can run fast, you can do this, but you still can feel comfortable. If you're feeling uncomfortable for the wrong reasons, you're not gonna have fun out there. It's just you know. So you're already stressing your body enough by doing the running. Hopefully, your mind is comfortable out there in your surroundings and everything like that. And so when I'm running, with like not just like you like just all right, just like for example. Like, all right, what date, what poisonous snakes are in what like this different like what poisonous snakes are in West Virginia? What things are in West Virginia that you wouldn't see? For example, Ironstone 100 k I saw came had a couple porcupine encounters. I didn't know I, I didn't, you know, just first time, just different things, just knowing, just knowing your environment. Just and then over time, just sharing your knowledge. You shared a lot of knowledge with me. I've shared things with you. It just this is kind of like we bounce things off of each other, and it's kind of like and that crosses racial lines right there. It doesn't matter. We're just, we're just people. We're just running. And just, but, but me and you are different. Me and you are good friends. But it's like, just me, like, say, if we're talking to the average person, I just, I just want people to feel comfortable as I am out there. So we can all have fun. We just always want to have fun. We can hurt, but still have fun. We can suffer and still have fun. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's one, of, like, one of my goals is just to be a positive light to the yeah. ultra community, the running community, you know trying especially with my team as well you know i want them to love running well past when they graduate you know i, I don't want them to hate running right after they graduate and never do it again like if, I, if that's the case then i've failed as a college coach so well caleb like ultra talk, I, I, caleb, I've, I've talked about this with you like you quote unquote because you're a soft-spoken guy you lead by example and everything and like i've talked about this i mean bob talked about you all the time it's just kind of like and and I've talked to other people just about you and Holly Ann and everything. Cause I bring I bring you and Holly Ann up a lot in all my running. So like just because I'm around, like you know just how much I appreciate y'all and just you know just different things about running. But it's just kind of like y'all are a positive inspiration to people just by doing it, having a good attitude about it, presenting it well. And obviously everything is not all good all the time, but just you're got yeah, you you are a highly successful runner and i don't care what you say caleb you are a highly successful runner and everything like that and i'm one of your biggest cheerleaders for that and it's the fact that you do it you're humble about it but you're confident about it at the same time and so people see that and they see you having fun with it and it's just the fact that like you talk about with me when i see that even as somebody being and i'm older than you being older black, like that's something that's inspiration to not just to me, that's to anybody. Like, see the joy in the top tier athletes. You can do it. You're not conceited. You're not cocky. You're, but you're confident, though. It's that quiet confidence. And that's what I love about you, man. And that's so, that's for sure, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where I was going with that, but. I, well, yeah, Caleb, that's 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 where I'm going with it, bud, because it's kind of yeah. like you, you know, you, obviously you're the podcast host, but you don't talk about yourself. And you're you're a very humble person, but it's the fact that every now and then it's kind of like, like, 
my dude Caleb is like the man out there, and, and I can trust. Like, and, I, and like I told you, I've talked. Me and you talked before. I'm one of your biggest. I'm one of your biggest fans, not just as a friend. I'm just one of your biggest fans, and I because I know what you've done. I know how hard you work. I know your potential out there, and it's kind of like to see that to see somebody do it with a smile, and like I said, with the right attitude, with the right. And I think it's. Like certain people do it the right, and I'm obviously partial to you because how close we are. But I think you're one of the people who do it the right way at the at being one of the top tier a uh, top tier athlete doing it the right way. And as I think that's inspiration, not just for white people or your team or whoever. That's inspiration that crosses racial lines and everything like that. And so for me, being my I call myself an elite middle packer, elite mid front packer. That's who I am. I'm in the elite mid front pack and everything like that and so whatever i can do within running outside of running about running i i can if i can be a positive light to whoever then let's go because let's get more people out there and try, like let's let's do it and i mean that's you know that's my love man like trail running running in general but trail running has changed my life like changed my entire life and so i will i don't regret anything like even good days the bad days on the trail good train like love it man i love it and it's just like the fact and i want to be one of those people who's you know because i talk about it all the time what's more impressive like you have like the young kids who are crushing it or you meet these people who are 50 60 70 years old still out there doing it too and so you know that's i don't know i don't know man that's 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 where i'm at i just love it so much i love like i said trail running community has been good to me i'm just trying to give it back so, yeah you know. Yeah, that's 100% what, where I was thinking, too. Like, I love this sport so much. I love you know, road running, track, cross-country, ultra running. I just want to see more people do it because yeah. I know how much joy it gives me. So I want everybody to have that sense of fulfillment. Like, when you finish your Susan G. Coleman 5K, that sense of fulfillment. Same thing as, like, when you finish Ironstone. Like, oh, so, so, yeah. You, know? you, feel on top, you feel on top of the world because it's kind of like, you know what you went through mentally and physically to get from that start line to the finish line. So many things happen within that certain race and everything like that. And so yeah. let's say, let's say over the course of a hundred K you take 60,000 steps. There's each individual step has a story man, of what you went through the entire race and to make it all add up and to finish and to be healthy and to still love it. Priceless, man. It's priceless. It's, it's, it's yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can't top that right there. That was perfect. <laughs> um, so we're just going to we're going to close the uh, podcast with just talking about like what is in your future. You know, what future. Is coming up, and what yeah. are your ultimate goals? Future, um, middle of October, heading down to the Tennessee Kentucky border for no business one hundred. Okay. That'll be my second second one hundred miler. Um, also, after that, I'm hoping to get back into Hellgate 100K in December. That's another goal. Um, that well, that's another. So, two race, two major races for sure to end the year. And my ultimate goal, I have a goal, and you know me, but I put on my ultimate goal is just to do it better than last year. That's my only goal. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you, you have your individual goals, but I want to look back. You know, let's say at the end of this year. I look back at run this year and I say, all right, well, 
was this year better than last year? If it was, we did good. If not, we need to do it even bigger next year mm-hmm. to combat this year. And so it just keep it. I gotta have a goal. I can't go into a race and say let's just finish. No, I have to have a some type of goal and everything. Like I'm a goal oriented person and everything. Whether that's a number or whatever, a place or whatever it is, it's we we just got to get it done and everything like that. So it's just the fact. My ultimate goal in life and running. It's just trying to be the best person I can be out there, whether it's road, but mainly the trails and just being a positive representation for me, for my friends, for the community, for West Virginia. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I told you in the beginning, like, like I said, we're the mountain state. Like we, I, we have so many, I think we have such a good representation of runners and everything like that. So from, like I said, from people that's been doing it a while, like me, you have your top tier athletes like you, Holly Ann. We got people that's been doing it a while like Bob Luther and you know, and even people that I have met, like like say your Scott Partlows and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like unique people. Scott Partlow is a one of one and everything like that. Just certain people. Richard I'm getting, Young, Matt, yeah. Yeah, Richard Bailey. Young, Matt, yeah, Matt Young, uh Matt Bailey, uh, yeah. just never just different people in West that I had met, you know, along the way, and that uh, you know Chris Simmons, a mm-hmm. uh, good buddy of mine, just different people. I'm trying, I'm try, you know, I'm trying not to leave. I know I'm leaving people out. I'm not, and even people within the running community, like the volunteers, like I know Mike, Mike Lamaster still runs, but Mike and Natalie, one of my favorite running couples, everything like that. I love, love them. I, t- I love them. I love them. Uh, you know, just certain people that. I appreciate within the running community and everything like that. So for sure. But yeah. So the ultimate goal is just look at the year, do it better than last year. And the next year approach it as in like, you know, just let's, let's just, let's have some fun, but let's make it hurt. I'll put it on my, all, you know, on my Facebook. I say, Hey, let's make it hurt a little bit. Like it's not fun to me unless we're, we're hurting, you know, we got to make it hurt, you know? So, so for sure, for sure. Yep. That's you in a nutshell, man. <laughs> All right. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been a blast. I just love talking to you and just learning about your story. You know, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I hope you keep listening because we're going to have some really great people coming on here in the next few weeks. So, uh, you know, tune in.